A day in Svalbard. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye. Now, a few days ago, I asked you guys on my Instagram story what topics you would like to hear on this podcast. So there's quite a few, I'm just going to run through them. Uh, interview with Andrew Miller, how to get started at the gym. Okay, I'll cover that on a different uh, platform soon. <laughs> Bush stories, interesting animal encounters whilst on foot. Uh, load shedding in South Africa and the solutions. Is it a problem for tourism? That's a very relevant discussion. What a day in Svalbard looks like. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Then just a few others. So there was this podcast I asked for years ago. Can't remember. You'd have to remind me. Uh, my personal choice, new destination or return to the same one. Uh, and then funny stories and stuff. So a lot of stories and stuff. And I'm going to dig into that in due course. But like I said, I wanted to you now take a look and, well, record a podcast on a day in Svalbard. The moment I read that, I remembered. And with, with, uh, with the craziness of the last few weeks, I, um, I kind of forgot that in 2015, on the Wild Eye YouTube channel, you can find this, I did a day-by-day video diary, like a vlog from Svalbard. Day by day, everything we did, I speak to the camera, I show you some stuff. I did the same thing last year. And as I read that comment, I'm like, oh shit, I still have to do that. So what I'm going to do for this episode, if you're, if you're listening to it on an audio platform like Spotify, iTunes, I'd suggest maybe head over to YouTube because I'm going to be overlaying a few of the videos on the stuff that we talk about in here. Now, I will still get to the diary. This is self-talk. Jerry, you can do it. You have to still do that video diary. There's some really cool stuff in there, by the way. So anyway, a day in Svalbard, how do you isolate, for me, what is one of the most overwhelmingly amazing, beautiful experiences I've ever had in my life? Svalbard is, as most of you will know, one of my favorite destinations anywhere in the world. If you were to say to me, listen, you can't host any other trip and you only have to travel once a year, where are you going? I wouldn't even think twice. Svalbard, straight up. It's from the moment that you get off the plane, from the moment you step off the plane, you're in a movie. It literally feels like you're in a you're in a movie, and it's so foreign to anything. Look, unless you live in northern Norway, some of it might look familiar, but the idea of it, the idea that you are so far north that at any given point in time, you are probably one of the thousandth most northern people on the planet out of eight billion or however many we are, right? So from the moment when you step off that plane and you feel that Arctic chill air, you walk down, you go into the small terminal building, and you see the stuffed polar bear at the uh, luggage carousel. From that moment, you realize, okay, shit's real. It is amazing. Now, getting closer to May when I'm hosting the trip again, there's two last-minute spots available. People just canceled uh, due to personal reasons. I'm just saying that if any of you might want to join us. Uh, bookings for 24 open as well. So uh, the I will still do a full breakdown of the entire trip like for, for my guests who go, who's going on the trip, but I will also then put it out on YouTube. The entire thing, what to do when you arrive, how to get a taxi, what you can expect at your hotel, what to do in the evening when you stay over. I just wanted to kind of summarize this into a day. What can you expect during a day in Svalbard? Now, the only things, because when I, when I thought about this, a day in Svalbard, what is a day? It's from when the sun comes up to where the sun goes down. Now, problem. While you're in Svalbard during the summer, the sun does not go down. It's midnight sun. It basically just spins around the sky. So there is no night. So it's basically one long experience. Now, the only thing that keeps track, the only thing that makes you, you kind of realize where you are in the day is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
That on the ship that I use, the Stockholm, best out there, that is the only thing that keeps your body clock kind of going, right? It's eight o'clock is breakfast, one o'clock is lunch, seven o'clock is dinner. Other than that, everything looks the same. The light outside is the same. It doesn't change and you can move around from there. But those are the things that anchor it. It's so, so you would wake up in the morning. Often people are quite up early and they're up on the deck checking around, kind of watching the ice drift by and stuff like that. There is always someone on the bridge. It's an open bridge policy. So you can pop up there whenever you want and you can go and help them to scan and so on and so forth. But there is always either the captain or the first mate is always, always on the bridge. So if they see something dramatic, polar bear, walrus, haul out, blue whale, whatever it might be, they do come and wake you up and we make sure that everybody is there. So normally people wake up at about seven, they pop up for a cup of coffee in the lounge, they go out on a deck. Often when you open the door out to the deck, you see the snow on the deck, you're going to find a spot at the back. In the afternoons, when you go onto the deck, you can take a cognac with you, which is very civilized. I quite enjoyed that. But then you go for breakfast, eight o'clock. At that point, the two expedition leaders, Bo and Christian, or myself, we do a brief on what the plans for the day is. It's expedition style. So because of the ice conditions, which changes at any given point in time, we, um, we get ice charts. So depending on that information, we decide, okay, cool, are we going to stay on the boat? Are we relocating to a different fjord? Are we trying to get to the pack ice? Are we going to go for a Zodiac ride or maybe a hike or a lecture? So that carries on then during the morning. We come back. Every time when you come back from an activity, you kind of regather and regroup in the lounge. There are at lunchtime, or I lie, ooh, this is a favorite. Late in the afternoon, there is always cake with coffee. It's great. So the whole experience is basically, this sounds horrible, but it is basically anchored around lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then the lounge where you kind of base it from. But there are certain things that will happen on every single trip and at any given point in time. So, for example, when you, when you get onto the boat, there, there is the briefing, the safety briefing. And in that, you get the rules of kind of expedition cruising, what to expect. They show you the safety suit. Uh, one of the staff members normally wears this big orange jumpsuit baby grow thing, uh, which they show you how to, to get um, dressed in should worst case scenario happens. never does. It's quite a funny thing normally to watch them try and put this thing on. Um, there is also then every single day at some point on the trip, there will be a lecture. So Bo does lectures on polar bears or on walrus or ice, literally ice lectures, phenomenally interesting, on what we see or what we might be going to. Then uh, Christian, who's our expedition leader normally, he will do give us updates on ice charts, on weather conditions, and also do certain history lectures, which I find phenomenally interesting. Now, last year, for the first time, we actually did a lecture in the small town of New Alisund. We have stopped there on every single year, but this time we stayed there overnight. We were actually hiding from a storm. So New Alisund um, has a dock, a pier, so we kind of docked up against this thing and stayed overnight to get out of the, the worst weather. And what we then did is, Normally, we do go to this little museum in the small town, but this time, one of the lectures that we had on the boat normally, we now did in, in the museum, so it was quite cool. Then, what else happens on every single trip? Um, we do Zodiac rides. So, depending on where we are and what the goal is, we might Zodiac just to go on a little cruise. 
And the aim is there to get into landscapes, low angles photography, the experience of being out in this place. It is stunning. Walrus Hall Arts to kind of get visual of that. In other instances, the Zodiac might just be for a transfer to land where you would then go and walk around and have a bit of a um, stretch the leg, so to speak. Now, the Zodiac experience is, it's amazing. It's the coldest you'll get on the whole trip. Literally, because of the wind. So what they've done is since last year, they have, I think it's called the Baltic Flotation Suit. Now, if you, if you are watching the video of this, you'll see it's these red suits that everybody gets. You get your size, and that's yours for the trip. Whenever we Zodiac, you put that thing on. Now, it's splashproof and windproof. Uh, we only found that out when we got there. Now, for future, this is going to be a big, big deal because it makes your packing so much easier. So your massive, huge Gore-Tex jackets and stuff like that, I, I'm not going to take it next year. I'm going to pack slightly different, or this year, sorry. I'm going to pack slightly differently because these things are amazing and um, they're pretty comfortable. You can walk around in them. And that was a big change this year is those those flotation suits. It's also, it, it made for a lot of, how do I say, a lot of comedy and joking amongst the group every time we had to get ready because, okay, we, we, and we will never say to you, listen, we're leaving in two minutes, go, go, go. We will normally after breakfast say, okay, cool guys, at 9.30 be ready. Or if something is urgent, like we got to get on the Zodiac now to go and see something, then we'll give you 15 minutes. So you have time to do this. Uh, so Zodiac trips happens on every single trip. The, the going to hike goes on every single trip. The lectures and stuff like that happens every single trip. Drinks, for example, on the back of the deck happens on every single trip. Standing on deck, watching some of the most incredible landscapes bypass you happens on every trip. Laughs and, and, and kind of just good times down in the dining area happens on every single trip. So there is really no stock standard. So Evan, I think you asked this. It's, there really is no stock standard day-by-day uh, -day thing but we do what we can in order to maximize the experience. And the two things that Christian will always say on day one is it's, it's uh, expedition cruising takes two things. It takes uh, patience and it takes a mindset of flexibility because things change. It's not a dedicated lodge like Africa where it's, okay, cool. It's 5.30, we meet, six o'clock, we leave. No, we live on this vessel and we update you in real time depending on how things go. It's always it's one interesting on day one when we arrive and you walk into the boat. That's always a, a interesting one as well. People, where am I going? Where's my cabin? How do I get there? You think, oh my God, this is so small. But literally half an hour later, you're like, okay, yeah, this rocks. So that first day is always awesome. It's an experience. And then from then on, it's I'm not I'm not bailing out on this, but there really is no one fit of a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner happens every day. At some stage during this, you are going to be expected to put on your suit so that we can go on to the Zodiac. You are going to see amazing visuals come past you all the time. There's different areas on the boat. You can stand up top. You can look down. Every day, every trip, you will also have a, um, lectures along the side, photographic and otherwise. And all of those things then come together to make this trip. Like I said, later in the year, probably when I'm back from my trip to Kenya, 
in March. Then I'm going to do a video for my guest who's coming on the trip. So if you guys are listening, and like I did last year, I'm going to run through every single phase of the trip. When you arrive at the airport, how to get a taxi, when you get to the hotel, when we board, what to pack and so on. So if any of you are keen on digging deeper into this Valbot experience, make sure you keep an eye out for that on the Wild Eye YouTube channel. And I'm going to put that out. It's a, It'll be visual and also a lot of information. So even if you're deciding whether you want to maybe join me next year or go on a trip of your own, it'll be a lot of value for you. But, I mean, just to wrap, it is without a doubt one of the most mind-blowing experiences I've ever had and continue to have. Like I said, it's my one go-to that I'll probably sell my Boston Terrier to go there. No, I won't, but no, I won't. <laughs> but it is, it's amazing. It is overwhelming. And initially, when I got there the first time, it was such a mind fuck. I mean, you, you, I couldn't process it. It was so different to anything I've ever done. And I thought to myself, you know what, maybe three, four years down the line, like some other destinations, you might think, okay, this is cool, this is just nice now. Every single time I get so anxious and nervous and excited before I go, I can't sleep. It keeps on producing the goods. It is next level amazing. And if you want to do something that, and I'm not even just using this as a, as a tagline from, from the company, but if you want to change the way you see the world, join me in Svalbard. It is next level. I am um, I'm going to put that video out later in the year. If you have any questions specific, if you want to, for example, even if you're listening, anybody who's keen on, on Svalbard, I am working through all these requests for topics on the podcast. And if you guys want a specific podcast on just the Zodiac trips or just polar bear photography, whatever it might be, let me know. We're going to do that. I am doubling down on the podcast for the next year. Loads of stuff coming up. Anyway, now I'm missing Svalbard. Just looking through my videos on my laptop here. Anyway, uh, Evan, good question and good suggestion for a topic. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you have any questions, please let me know. Uh, same with other destinations. We can do the same thing. But more content for Svalbard coming up. And if you get the chance, do it. It is amazing. Anyway, I'm going to go. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for lending me your ears. I will see you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one. Bye for now. Hey.